0: You are now listening to the Two Dads Run podcast. Just two dads who run, talking about running and being dads and some other stuff. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. My name is Gray. This is Kevin, and we are the the uh, two dads behind the Two Dads Run podcast. This is episode one. We made it, buddy. How you How you feeling? Doing good, man. Who
1: would have uh, Who would have thought? You know, a, a run one of the many that we've done and just kind of you know, spitballing some stuff and some ideas, in, and here we are. You know, yeah, we, so, we, made, we made it happen.
0: So, I mean, the idea for this, you know, we – so just a little backstory on Kevin and I. Um, we have been friends for well over 20 years now. Uh, he and I are from the same small town here in North Carolina, a little town called Hope Mills. Uh, we were track and cross-country teammates at, uh, at Southview High School in the Hope Mills coached by the legendary uh, jesse autry laverne laverne how many how many consecutive uh conference championships did that guy win huh Uh, how many was it
1: well we just went to his 20th together not too long ago and uh we were part of that first one which was kind of you were on the first Uh, one
0: i was on two and three yeah so kevin is a year was a year ahead of me but um Anyway, after that, we kind of did our own thing. Life took us to different parts of the country. I, know I was in D.C. for a long time. Where all were you?
1: Yeah, I mean, after all that happened, let's see, I ran at UNCG for a little bit, but uh, oh, North Carolina, right. yeah, so that was, uh, that was a nice little experience, but uh, North Carolina, then to Indianapolis and where I met um, Adria, now my wife of 11 years, and then. Goodness, Indianapolis, then to Louisville, Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky to St.
0: Louis, and then here Grief, in, man. in RDU. So all the all the way back full circle. Yep. Yeah, so I did um I did the college thing for a minute. I didn't run collegiately. I was more concerned with the the uh, the party atmosphere. <laughs> and and I went to the worst possible school I could have gone to for that. And I went to East Carolina. I part well. I, I like to say that I partied there for three semesters because uh, there wasn't much class involved, and uh, alleged, uh, apparently that's frowned upon. So yeah, did that, and then went up to Northern Virginia, crashed with my dad for a little bit, and uh, got into restaurants, which is something I'm still doing now, 18 years later. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought? Walked into TGI Fridays. <laughs> I had when I moved to Northern Virginia. I had one friend. Um, Courtney, if you're listening, appreciate it. Um, but, uh, I had one friend and she was a waitress at TGI Fridays and she's, you know, she's like, Hey, do you need a job? And I said, yeah, I do actually. She said, well, come on in and I'll, I'll get you, I'll get you an interview. I was like, dude, I don't know anything about the restaurant business. She's like, great. It's TGI Fridays. Just come in and, you know, interview. So yeah, here we are 18 years later, kind of managed every kind of food service there is to do, um, spinach in our code yeah but uh, but, but yeah right but that's that's where I met my uh my wife Kristen we've been married for almost nine years now two little girls just like yourself yeah Uh, two little girls six and uh two and a half and yours are how old again
1: Finley is seven and is five
0: nice yeah, I guess yeah, we mess around, just boom boom, get it out of the way, huh? You know what? That
1: that necessarily was not the planned, um but uh you know the uh higher ups had a uh, a plan for us yeah. and no it's been all it's all been pretty good and yeah, no it's it's funny we still talk about you know maybe we should try for that third, maybe it'll be a boy, but Yeah, that's a hard pass for me. Yeah, and that's exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just got to see uh our beautiful niece um Lola be born not too long ago and Yeah. Uh, from my wife's side of the family, and it's just like that would that would be us. We would go for the third and being a boy, and then that third is a girl. So I think we're good. Yeah, we're good no, with two. I'm, I'm right there with you. Busy.
0: The universe, there is no way the universe is granting me a son at this point.
1: <laughs> I mean, um, you're in the same boat. My my, my
0: past transgressions, I don't think that you know if karma is real or whatever, whatever kind of cosmic force that you believe in, there's absolutely zero chance that that being or force will grant me a son.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm telling you between, you know, yeah, you know, as you mentioned, I totally forgot, yeah, I was part of that first championship and then you were two, three, but that, that, that pack, that group that um, in that year one that I hung out with and now fast forward yeah, and in order to be friends with us, you just—it sounds like you just have to have daughters. Because yeah, pretty much. The other guys, it's just—I think there was like. Well, it's like our friend Harry. Yeah, he's got yeah. he's
0: got two little girls as well. We're gonna try to get Harry on the show at some point, but uh, he's you know he's 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 a humble dude. He didn't want to come on and talk to us, but um, but yeah. So, you know, speaking of having guests on, um, just to kind of let you guys in on on what the podcast is going to be about, uh, Kevin and I are both for running um, even though I took a pretty long hiatus from it Kevin you know tell us a little bit about you know tell the listeners a little bit about what you've been doing in terms of racing and some triathlons and things like that
1: yeah I mean I mean i I, I got out of the sport for a while too I mean especially when when uh Finley was born our first one and you're trying to adapt to life itself. And you think that you're just busy and you don't have a single second for yourself, but you look back now and you're like, my goodness, if we just could go down a week, how much time we have. And then even now, so, um, you know, Adria actually was the first person uh, in the family to do a half Ironman. And I always watched the, uh, the Ironman world's championship Kona on uh, NBC when they would show that once a year. And, there was a year when I saw that and Adria got inspired and she linked up with a coach who was also putting a, a, a training program for the first time. And so she became essentially his athlete that he kind of wanted to work with to to just try different things and got to see her process and, and, and see her just grind it out for six, seven months and then just killing the race. I'm like, you know what? If my wife can do it. I can definitely start moving towards my goals. So Yeah. yeah. So I did, uh, I've done a few Ironman races, um, qualify for a couple other cool races, escape from Alcatraz in San Francisco was probably nice. uh, one that, uh, you know, I, even like on the runs I go on, you know, when we, when we go on runs and, and, and you're whipping my ass, you know, per mile and things like that, it's just, you know, I go back to some of those times. I'm like, this is why I do it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just so fun. And the community, I think that's involved with triathlon and running itself, uh, you, know, you, you can't take that for granted and everybody wants to see everybody win and and then you know what it does to you personally when when you train so yeah i've I've, I've been in it for a while so yeah. I want to continue to keep doing it and um yeah I think that's you know the fun thing when uh, you and I meet up and then we get others to join us and you know just yeah i mean Why it really
0: it, it is such an awesome community and i'm I'm really you know really happy to be a part of it I'm glad to be back in it yeah you know, so the when we started this talking about doing this podcast, you know there was a lot of different things that we wanted to talk about. um you know there's so many different areas of this sport that interest us. uh We're both pretty big self proclaimed shoe geeks. Um, I'm just amazed at the the technology advances that have happened since uh since the last time I was a really serious runner. Uh, so we're gonna talk about shoes, we're gonna talk about you know, sports science um we're gonna talk about races all things current events, when races do start, you know, we're we're kind of at, it seems like there's a light at the end of the tunnel of this pandemic. We're approaching spring now. It's uh, early March of 2021, and, and we're, it seems like we might be almost done. We've got the vaccine rolling out. A lot of people are taking it, thank goodness. Um, so maybe we can kind of get back to normal a little bit. But, you know, typically how the show will work is you'll have to, suffer through a couple of minutes of me and Kevin (laughs) and, uh, just kind of, you know, just kind of shooting the breeze a little bit, updating each other on our training and any kind of upcoming races. And then, uh, really every other episode, we plan to have on a guest from somewhere in the running world. Um, you know, it could be a physical therapist. It could be an athlete. It could be a former athlete and, uh, it could be somebody who, you know, never competed at all, but has some kind of affiliation, um, with the running community, or just does something that we think is cool, um, I think we got a special um, a special connoisseur of sorts coming on at some point, which I'm really excited to to talk to him and pick his brain a little bit um, but I mean you know really kind of excited to hear and talk to all these different people and uh, you know hopefully we can keep it keep it rolling, yeah, I mean you know
1: I think what I'm most excited about is. I'll tell you, you know, you are probably the only person I know that when we do go run, we we typically talk nonstop. And usually, when I do that with others, they're like, "Yeah, I'm never running with you." Again, <laughs> so, I think that's kind yeah. of where this podcast starts. Like, you know, let's just table this for when we get into the podcast room and, and start talking. But you know, anything and everything that that just you know, not only not only dads, but people that are that are into yeah and, just we're, and fitness, dads too, yeah. And we don't want to
0: alienate the moms, but, you know, definitely being a dad will be, a, will be an awesome uh, plus to coming on the show or just a parent in general. Oh,
1: absolutely. I, I think what, what's cool, too, with you and I both being fathers of daughters and, and what does that outlook look like for these future beautiful women and and being able to, 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 to talk about anything and everything under the sun that has to do with fitness and family um, yeah, like you mentioned, you know, connoisseur. I'm a big bourbon drinker, and you know, we we know some people, uh, you know, that start their own distilleries, and you know, to get people excited to to hear things about something that they had no idea, even I won't say existed, but just didn't know the science behind, as you mentioned, uh, shoes and stretching and and some programs and 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 then also some of the different methods on how, you know, we're we're getting old. I mean, we're, we're pretty old. How do we continue to stay active when we're in our 50s, 60s, and even 70s? And that's what I loved about triathlon. There's this, there's this, uh, there's this lady. Um, she's been doing triathlons for a while. And I don't want to mess up her name, but she is a sister. So she so she's an ordained sister. And she's been doing triathlons forever. And she is just this inspirational story. And there's so many of them out there. And it doesn't have to stop when you have kids. It doesn't have to stop because you've got a job. No, life continues to go on, and uh, and that's what I'm really excited to, to to you know to talk to you and and whoever wants to hear, great. I think uh, you know our,
0: the people that do listen to us will be it's, excited. Our, when our tens of listeners, yeah, yeah, it starts <laughs> off with you know starts off with. Sorry, blinded. I've been holding <laughs> on to that joke for eleven and a half minutes now, so I, I just couldn't hold it in anymore. It
1: starts with one, and then uh, you know maybe by the second show it's two, but uh, more importantly, just someone not related to us. Yeah, exactly.
0: So not only are we a couple of jerks uh, that just happen to have access to a pretty dope uh, podcast studio, uh, definitely better than I was expecting. But uh, Kevin has recently picked up a couple of certifications um, and starting kind of a new venture that's going to be a side venture for now. And hopefully.
1: I mean, yeah, that would that be the goal? Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I, one of the goals that I've always had was to become USA Triathlon certified, and um, it, again, you know, balancing when I was going to take that 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 course and have the time to study and really kind of put the time in with everything going on, just had to figure out a time to do so and just dove straight in and put some time into it.
0: And, how, how much? How much time are we talking about?
1: Here, uh, I mean, it depends. How much time do you? Like, what do you want to get out of it? Yeah. I mean, you could probably pay the the ex amount of dollars and it's not a cheap course and 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 just do the bare minimum and 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 get the certification and but that's not what i wanted to do especially having a bunch of races that i felt that sure some people would want to be interested in hearing about and them doing themselves so my thing was if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it for a specific reason and and uh and in this case here it's yeah um it it, it took a while i'd say it yeah. took me a probably about three or four months um to where i feel now that yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty solid with everything that uh that i that, that i can offer but and then the roadrunners coaching certification that's also the cool one that
0: just took forever
1: uh for me to get off the waiting list and to get on there yeah. and
0: yeah I, I i i slept on it and ended up missing it and Getting on the wait, now I'm in wait list purgatory. Now, so so tell tell the listeners that may not be familiar with RRCA. What is that? What does that coaching certification entail?
1: So for the Roadrunners Coaching Certification, for for I'll, I'll tell you for me, um, when I took the class, just the people that um, that were participating, and then the instructors. It's truly for people that have a true passion for running. And and wanting to be part of a community that um, that that really is just trying to embrace em- embrace all walks of life, all shapes and sizes, and and motivate and support, but in, but in the right way, uh, you know the, the methods and the planning, and then again you know we talked about the science earlier, the science behind it. It's it's pretty neat. So uh, there's there's a lot more again than just taking the certifications. There's different levels with, with each one.
0: And um, I mean, absolute experience absolutely comes into that. I mean, there's there's going to be there's there's no as I'm sure in, in many other sports there's no one size fits all here, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you're you know you're 25 year old triathlete or or endurance runner, or you're you know 38 year old like us, um, and even differences between men and women, right? There's going to be, and even individual to individual, there's going to be so many different changes in. I, I'm still toying around with, you know, how not to get injured and not get broken. Um, I'm, I'm in a pretty good place right now. I've realized that maybe five days a week is not the greatest for me. Maybe for right now I need to be at four. So, you know, are these certifications going to help you kind of, you know, in, ingrain some of these different coaching techniques that you can use with different people? Or is it, you know, is it going to be kind of utilizing your own experience through competing through all of this? Which one? Which one do you think is? Or is it going to be a little bit of both?
1: Yeah, no, it's a little bit of both, and it's funny you say that because I was sorry to put you on the spot, buddy. You no, know, you are, you are. <laughs> so, uh, now I was talking to Adria about this, Adri, my wife, and and how you know I'm excited about you know the certifications. Again, you don't even need to have the certifications sure. to be a coach. So that was more so of a personal thing that you know I wanted that stamp of approval for myself to say, all right, not only have you done the races and you trained and coached yourself, but how about you go seek some of the people that have been doing the other part, which is the coaching a lot longer than you have. And you can maybe pick up a few things. So, you know, what I, what I look forward to, especially with the athletes that I, that I am coaching right now. Um, I mean, it's, it's every program is specifically tailored to them and it's, what do they want? Uh, you know, for me, you know, all my athletes is I want them to finish each and every single race with a smile on their face. If it's the toughest race in their life, I want them to finish with a smile. If they feel like it's going to be a very easy one and they just, hey, I just want to go out here, just because, yeah, I want them to to finish that race with a smile. But the the program's leading up to it is going to be tailored to exactly what their lifestyle is and uh, really how much time that they have to offer, and um, not not necessarily put them uh, in a position where they're just not going to have fun with it, and, and let alone come race day. They're just not prepared enough uh, to even, com- you know, complete the race. So it's specifically tailored. And then to share my experiences and to to be able to, you know, I think that's kind of the cool part about the, being on the other end now a little bit yeah. with the coaching is when, like, those butterflies that you get as as an athlete preparing for – yeah, in this case I'll use Alcatraz. I mean, you're looking at the Pacific Ocean and you know how cold it is and you've seen sharks in the water and you yeah, see the, no chance. You're getting that the water. sea lions. <laughs> and you're and you're like, I'm gonna go swim in there. And then you see Alcatraz Island across the way, and like I'm gonna jump off of a boat all the way into the you know, it's cold water and swim across shore. So as an athlete, those jitters it, it you you can't replicate that. You can't replicate that on the Saturday yeah. morning run. Even like when we go run and it's freezing cold at four thirty. We can't do that on the tobacco trail. No. So when the athlete themselves get into that mindset, like you know what they're feeling and you're excited for them. And so you're there to coach them along the way to just help them relax, allow them to trust in their training. And uh, so that's where my experience will, I think will come into and, and and help you know my athletes just gain gain a little more confidence, but it's going to come from them in their own, in their training.
0: So, Do you you think the training is going to be, what is your kind of overall vision for where you want to take this, right? Is it, is it just a training piece or do you, you know, eventually want to add more components to this, you know, little venture you're, you're getting started on here?
1: Yeah, no, first, before I even say anything else, you know, I want to thank uh, Dr. Brian Parker, S2G and the whole family that. You know, one we're actually using, we're utilizing their studio. Thank you, Dr. Brian. Parker. Appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> but, uh, but no, the, the, those guys, um, Michael Smith, who's actually the national, excuse me, the, the national fitness uh, director. And, and he and I have been talking as far as how can we scale the, the running and triathlon component of it. And they're, they have athletes all across the world and a lot of them um, are, are bodybuilding athletes, which in, in, in their world, very impressive. Um, But I think the transferable mindset uh, with each is that there's just a passion for what they do. And especially when it comes to a specific sport. Uh, So no, I, I, you know, to, to scale it up to be able to coach athletes worldwide in the technology right now, and then the data that, that comes along with that technology, I think it's very cool Not being, and and you've been able to see already in the last few weeks. Yeah, I'm not the most tech-savvy person or data person.
0: Yeah, guys, a little peek behind the curtain. Like I said earlier in the podcast, I've known this guy for over 20 years and learned in our first session in the studio that (laughs) Google is a stretch. No no offense, buddy. Well, no,
1: um, and I'll tell you, Bluetooth and Wi-Fi for a while, a long time, were very confusing. So, no, I'll admit to that. But, as in everything that we're trying to do and grow and learn I uh, know so I want to be able to you know for for the my athletes that are kind of that data driven type athlete be able to provide that type of need for them and then the the ones that really don't care about the data they just kind of want to know um, you know where they're at on the actual training plan and and, uh, you know, we we'll just make sure that as far as injury-wise that, that they're good to go and that they're, it's really kind of basic. Yeah, I mean, it's really to encompass all athletes. Uh, the other thing, too, you know, we talked about two dads run. Having Finley and Farah 7-5 and five, and being able to have a youth endurance and eventually elite team, uh, triathlon, it's, it's a growing sport. It's one where universities and colleges are offering um, scholarship programs. And, um, you know, I'd love to continue to, you know, grow that that new crop that's actually going to – what's going to essentially carry the torch for this sport. Because right now the average age for triathletes is around that 44
0: or 45. probably – pretty similar to where marathoning is as well exactly
1: you know because it does take a mindset and i feel you know with most athletes like us it's all right this is what i want to do because i've done a lot of trial and error to get here but if we can help the youth kind of what our coach did for us you know 20 25 years ago and be able to just grow that and scale that's that's where i like to see this go
0: yeah and i mean i think now is a great time you know as we kind of like I said earlier, hopefully we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel here with the pandemic. Um, you know, so I think there's going to be – I mean, uh, just us personally, I mean, I, I know we're both kind of dying to get back into a race and, and kind of be, you know, in a more normal running, racing environment. I mean, the virtual thing, I, I, I fully understand the race producers having to pivot – uh, to keep their, their businesses alive as much as they possibly could. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think anybody except for your people that are just chasing medals really are are really all that into the virtual runs. They'll do it to support the companies that put on their favorite races and things like that. There is a really cool virtual experience, though, um, the Eugene Marathon. What's that? I mean, so, I know where uh, Eugene is, but what's so, so special about that one? The Eugene Marathon is the, is the one they're doing. Um, they've taken – the wood from the steps of Hayward Field, and made their metals out of these steps, and apparently the swag that comes with it is pretty pretty awesome too. It's like a a beanie, a Nike tech shirt, um, and all a buff, and this this Hayward this piece of Hayward Field. That's, I mean, that, awesome. that's pretty cool. I, I'm not. I'm. When I've do always, you have to do it by? Um, I think it's in April. Okay. I think it's by the end of April, you have to do it. Um, I I don't remember the dates off the top of my head, but, um, I mean, if you're going to do a a, a virtual race experience, I just always kind of thought it was lame. You know, if I'm going to go out and run 13.1 miles on my own, like I did this past Saturday, I I don't really want to have to pay you $60 (laughs) to do so. Right. I mean, it's a run I'm going to do anyway. And I'm going to be by myself or with you or, you know, Harry or whoever else. And, you know, I just, just, it just doesn't sound that appealing to me, but I think we're getting to the point where there's going to be an extreme hunger to get out and race for all of, you know, everyone that's been sidelined for the past year.
1: Exactly. And that's what you and I talked about too. I remember one run where being a race director Hosting different races, different benefits, five K, ten K, halves, fulls. I mean, you think about some of those cool races yeah. that unfortunately had to be put on pause. Um, I know one that um that that a lot of people have done and I've never done it, but the color run. But you know, the excitement Are they and, still around? And, uh, I yeah. think so. I mean Yeah, I I, I think so. I mean, there hasn't been anything out there lately. (laughs) The rock, nothing has been around. The rock and roll marathon and those ones. Yeah, you know that's and and I felt and I could be wrong, but I felt that there was just so much momentum going in that direction, where all these races and these neat themes were popping up, and then boom, so somebody can sustain. And now, to what you're saying, it's like, yeah, I think it's going to grow.
0: Well, I I think a lot of what you're saying is correct, Um, but another little peek behind the curtain was doing a little pre-interview with a future guest that was, that's going to be coming on the show with us and he's done some race production with his company and, and things like that. And, you know, he brought up a great point that I hadn't really thought about it. The race market was so overly saturated. I mean, no matter where you live in the country, it seems there was a race every single weekend within a short, you know, hour drive or so. Right. So, you know, going into all of this, there was just so many races. And there's, I mean, there's a there's a finite amount of people that are going to run these things, right? You know, you're going to have your weekend warriors that you know, do the turkey trot 5K or whatever, and that's pretty much all they're going to do. No offense to you guys. You're running, you know. But, you know, you're also going to...
1: Dude, I love the turkey trots. I've actually
0: ate... never run one. And I think I ran just... a shamrock run or something as my first ever 5K.
1: I'll tell you one of the lame things... Because it was something that Adrian and I did even before kids, and um, oh my God. and then my mother in law, I already know uh, where this is going. Well, we would always do that on uh, Thanksgiving morning because we would typically be in Indianapolis and freezing cold.
0: Okay, I do not understand the people that run on Thanksgiving morning,
1: but but no, there was this did one. Did you guys hold
0: hands the whole time?
1: No, we didn't hold <laughs> hands, no, we did. We would uh, meet and and time we would get together, Adrian and I. It's always competitive. It always goes in with the right intention, but especially if it's a race, I'm always like, hey, can I go? He's like, no, I want you to run. Can I go? I'm like, ugh. So usually about mile two or halfway in the race, she's like, just get on my face. I'll see it at the finish line,
0: but. It's so kind of like when you and I run
1: together. So, <laughs> so we do finish, but what she enjoys and what I enjoy too, is that we would, we would, uh, we would wear the, uh, the turkey trot. Of course she would. Shirt to Thanksgiving and, she liked to show it off, say, hey, look what I did for another family. And so we did that. I mean, we probably did that 10, 11 years in a row. Wow. I mean, I still have a 2004 turkey trot,
0: long sleeve. It's your favorite shirt, isn't it?
1: No, nah, no. Nah.
0: <laughs> not a big fan of red. No? Nope. Yeah, me neither. I guess all that often. So, I, you know, what is, as we, again, I I, I feel like I'm, beating this to death, but, you know, is there something about the end of this, the the possible hopefully end of this pandemic that you're just kind of looking forward to? I mean, is there, is there anything in particular? Or is it just kind of the sum of, of just getting back some normalcy? You know, the travel piece is huge. Yeah. Um, you guys get, you guys like to get around a lot, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: We, we try to as much as possible. I mean, granted work and, other obligations and I mean the biggest one money. But no, we, we try we like to travel quite a bit and that's the big thing. It's it's just getting back into the community and getting back in different cultures and um and, and and then doing races all across the world. I you know, I was bummed out, but you know, that that probably has been a while since I've had a little bit of motivation like that. I'm like, all right, this is gonna be the one
0: yeah, you had applied for something recently, right? What was it? So it was uh
1: the Patagonman um in in Chile. So in the Andes Mountains. So you're closer Dude, awesome. you're closer to Antarctica than you are to the US at that point. That's and insane. The water is actually a little colder, believe it or not, than the Pacific Ocean. So the water there is fifty about fifty degree ish. So you fly into Santiago, Chile. And then you take about a, I believe it was about another two-hour flight, like one of those island-hopper flights, into the small town that's south of Santiago, Chile. So that puts you even closer to the south of the world. Um, and then obviously you're 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 in the mountains, so the swim is cold. So you hop on a ferry, kind of same concept as Alcatraz, um, but in this case here, the sweat the wetsuit you're wearing, uh, foot booties you're wearing gloves. I mean your ears obviously have to be protected, but Anyways, yes, I uh, I wanted to do that. Unfortunately, didn't get it. Maybe next year. Uh, but those destination races, yeah. man, to just test the human spirit, to test what you've been created to do, and, and, and do it in, in a in a beautiful spot in the world that's been there forever. I mean, granted, I'm not. I wasn't looking forward to it, but I'm like, yeah, I would love to.
0: Yeah, dude. There's uh, nothing you just said. Sounds like I anything know, I want. I know, any I business. I probably let's, be the only one that. that let's understands let's fly that. for ten hours on a on a plane, right? Yep. We'll get there. We'll jump in some cold ass water. Yep. Swim for how far? A uh, m- so so it's a,
1: so it's a full iron distance. Oh, God. So you're doing a little over two miles swim and two
0: miles and some freezing cold well water. over
1: hundred miles. I mean, and you're in the Andes Mountains and you're up.
0: And, and then up. you got to run a marathon to top it off.
1: And then you got to run a marathon in those same mountains.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you're a madman.
1: Uh, I'll tell you, there's, uh, if there's somebody that would be cool for us to get on here, but right now I know for at least the next 90 ish days, maybe we can't, but we will. So that'll be the goal. If you hear me now, but the iron cowboy. Yeah. I'm not sure if you heard of him. Uh,
0: yeah, actually today for the very first time, as a matter of fact, how'd you hear about him? Uh, in one of my, (laughs) And <laughs> one of my several running shoe groups that I'm in on, on Facebook. So I think one of them was talking about, yeah, is he doing a 100, 100, 100 challenge right now? So he's going to do 100 Ironman, full Ironmans in 100 consecutive days. That's is that correct? correct? Yeah. That's it's insanity. Yeah. We uh, even if uh, you do half, hell, I'm impressed.
1: Well, he did do half. Yeah. He did do 50. That's how he became the Iron Cow. I, he, I believe he was named the Iron Cowboy prior. Uh-huh. And if there's diehard athletes that know, him, they're probably gonna be like, "How don't you not know that?" But uh, the documentary though is on is on Netflix of him and his wife and his kids supporting him through the 50 Ironmans and 50 days and. I mean, the guy was literally about dead. I can halfway, yeah. and then obviously to the end. And so the fact that he's doing double—I mean, when you watch this, documentary and you see him do the fifty, you're I mean, just exhausted watching. That's it. got to
0: be, in, I mean. So the uh, Iron Almost Cowboy is the guy we need feet. to get on here. Yeah, I and mean, he did that. So he did the Patagonia. Oh, trust me, and that's yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got a, I've got a dream list of, uh, of guests. I, and they vary in level of attainability, <laughs> I think, but I, I, I there, we'll there, make might, it happen. <laughs> there might be a couple that, you know, maybe I'm, I'm a little overly ambitious, but, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting the opportunity to chat with some of these people. Um, is there anything, are you training for anything now, or are you just kind of, you know, knocking out some mileage, a few, you know, several days a week?
1: Yeah, so I decided a few months ago that, you know, let me go do an ultra, a 100-mile race. Just a 100-mile run. <laughs> for punishment. I'm telling you, guy. I don't I don't know why, because it's not like I have any free time anyways, but for someone like me, it's just, I just always have to be on the go. I just can't be standing
0: yeah, still. Yeah, I hate the whole, I don't have time. No, you have time. I know. It's just not a priority. I know. And I'm not, I'm not. Call- <laughs> well, I'm no, not I, call- I use my time uh, yeah. with that. No, I mean, and that's, you know, that's the thing, like. You have the time. I mean, Kevin is training for an ultra marathon on top of a very demanding job, on top of you know being an awesome dad to Finley and Farah, and seemingly a great husband from the outside looking in. Probably much more so than me today. Um, I think I was. <laughs> yeah, today you were. Yesterday, good. Yesterday maybe not so Yeah. Much. Okay. Well, hey, we we can't be, you know, can't <laughs> be great every day, but you know, and then you know, I, I'm training for. Uh, For a half marathon, definitely not your hundred miler, but you know, it's still, these things take a lot of time. You know, my job is I am in, I'm in the restaurant business still. And and that's, you know, can be very demanding at times. And other times it can be not so demanding, you know, it ebbs and flows, I guess, like most industries do. By the way, I
1: love your stores. I love your restaurants. Oh, thank you. I guess I should say who it is.
0: Yeah. So I am the general manager of clean eats, um, the location in Cary, North Carolina. And we are most well-known for our weekly meal plans. So we do pre-packaged meals and stuff like that. So it's a super awesome concept um, founded by some really awesome people, Don and Yvonne uh, Verity. And they're just really down-to-earth people. I've really enjoyed uh, my time working for Clean Eats. My franchisee, Mike Parker, is uh, pretty cool as well. I've really um, I've learned a lot from him. Uh, I hope he's learned some things from me, but uh, yeah, it's it's been it's he been just super cool. Me now, and he says <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we should get him on here at one point, and we'd have to do multiple installments because uh, that dude that dude can talk. <laughs> that dude can talk. So I mean, I think our first interview was like three and a half hours when I was interviewing for the job. Jeez. So yeah, three and a half hours of sitting in Starbucks, just kind of you know going round and round. There. I mean, there was just a there was an immediate kind of you know, um, compatibility there that I think it just took
1: three and a half hours for it to,
0: no, no, it was there. (laughs) I mean, and that was the thing. Like, I think we spent maybe 20 minutes talking actual, like, you know, interview stuff, you know, the normal interview stuff. And then from there it was just kind of, you know, the, the great thing about it is we practice what we preach. Almost everyone that's involved with it that I know is active somehow uh, I wasn't running at the time. I was competing in powerlifting, and I was a certified personal trainer. Um, never trained anybody; just kind of did it for my own knowledge base. Um, but you know, I was competing in powerlifting and um, just you know staying active after spending the better part of a decade hungover <laughs> when I when I was a bartender. Yeah, <laughs> so it was part of the deal, you know. But um, but yeah, no, I mean, you know, to kind of come around to where we were talking about is this, you know, if, if you can find time and and I can find time, you know, we both have the family and other hobbies and things like that, that we're into, you know, there's like, that is my least favorite thing ever. I don't have time. Yeah. You have time. Yeah. You just didn't make it a priority.
1: No, I I agree. I agree. And uh, you know, even to, uh, you know, for us to get together when we do um, you know, so for to put things in perspective, it's, Ten o'clock on a
0: school night. Yeah, we're we're grinding, and uh, you know that's we're, just because we're grinding on a Tuesday. <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta get in where you fit in, man. You know, it's
1: it,
0: it comes back to what do you want to make a priority. You know, you and I both, um, you know when we started talking about this, we knew it was going to be a challenge. Um, you know, from a time standpoint, but you know it's something that we wanted to do. We're we're passionate about this sport. Uh, we're passionate about. The community, because there really isn 't anything like it, you, you said something earlier about you know everybody wants everyone to win, and i mean that's that 's the great thing about running you know it, there's there 's a podcast and actually was one of uh, that I listened to that was a big influence on me wanting to kind of get started doing this and one of their hosts make you know talks a lot about you know running is and I don't know if this is his original thought, but or if he, you know, borrowed it from somebody else, but running is one of the only sports, you know, marathoning or half marathoning or whatever, where you could be on the same course as the elites. Maybe you're not on the course with I- Iliad Kepchogi, but you could, you know, run the same course as, you know, Sarah Hall or, um, uh, you know, Kira D- D'Amato or um, Galen Rupp, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you, and, you, and you, you're going to feel the same thing. You know, you, when you're hitting, you know, that, those last couple of miles of a race, you're both feeling the same thing, essentially, right? You're both giving everything you have. You're both running on empty. You're both running the same course. They just may be way, way way, way, way far ahead of you. Yeah. But, I mean, the that is the same. I mean, you, you both trained your, you know, trained your butts off, and you, and you it's just there's no real other sport like it.
1: Yeah, and, and triathlon, triathlon's very similar to that, where you've got your world's greatest, I mean, you, Jan Frodeno, uh, Lionel Sanders. Uh, you've, you've got so many. Uh, I remember way back when we first started, Chrissy Wellington was a phenomenal uh, triathlete and, and then some of these big races, I mean, it, it, you know, that's the, that's the unfortunate part, you know, for just a regular age group or an amateur, you know, it does cost quite a bit. It's, it's up there on what some of these race entry fees, but the experience, and when you get a chance, forget about the fees, the bikes.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, you know, Jeff,
1: well, with running, you think about yeah, the shoes uh, yeah, too. So well, uh, they all have its pros and yeah. cons. But okay, two hundred, two
0: hundred and fifty dollars vapor flies or six thousand dollar bike.
1: Yeah, and that's probably just a a a, a
0: good bike. Yeah, that's like a middle tier bike. Is <laughs> well, your six thousand dollar bike? The other pieces with it too. You've yeah, you got to get the clips. You've got to, you know, the wheels. And and we're not even talking about weight wetsuits yet. Right No, I
1: mean, each discipline has, you know, their own expenses and costs that comes with it. But, you know, back to what you're saying with with running, but then also with triathlon, you know, with these types of sports where you get to see really, you know, I'll tell you, being able to see some of my idols in some of these races and and as I'm setting up my transition. So your transition is where. You would come in after the swim to get your stuff for the bike. And then when you're done with the bike, you you switch into your run gear and then you come out. So before the races, you have this time where where you're setting up your station and as all the other athletes are. So if you get there early enough, typically the pros are probably one of the first ones there. And all of them are pretty cool. You can just go walk up to them and just, hey, good race. You know, good luck in your race today. And then you get to see. I think that's not to be weird or anything, but the physical specimen of, wow, that's yeah, what no, an elite looks like. And
0: the close- closest I came to this was being in the, in, in my senior year of high school of cross country, I was in the same race notice I said in the same race as Alan Webb, because I saw him at the, at the oh, start yeah, line. Yeah. I saw him at the gun and he took off and then I saw him. When yeah. One of the, when, when the I, US's when best <laughs> yeah. mile runners. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Olympian, the whole deal. Um, holds the freshman or the uh, high school, does he still hold the high school record for uh, for fastest mile? Uh, you
1: know, I haven't checked it, but yeah. I know within the last couple a of years time. it's so, been yeah, pretty, I mean, it's, it's been a long time, but the dude, was a,
0: the dude was a monster. Yeah. And, I, you know, he, he wasn't even breathing hard by the time I finished. I think he set a course record that day, but anyway. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, mean, you know, I think so, like, yeah,
1: I mean, it comes down to, though, is, you know, will I ever be that Olympian? You know, I know myself, and Delphine, and, and, yeah, and that that I know myself, and that's, that's definitely not going to happen. Yeah. But – can I be the best badass version of myself? Exactly. And then I get to really see it on 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 a weekend basis. So you talked about all those races that pop up. That was kind of a cool thing. I love to be it was If I waited too long to sign up for something, I could do it. And then boom! And like a, you know, I was saying earlier, the community, just the other people, the different shapes, sizes, backgrounds, yeah. experience, and everybody's high fiving each other. Everybody's got the jitters and. um and And with these races, when you're done, like the the best part is the finish line, especially when you're done, you get to go back to the finish line and then cheer all those people on so um you know and, and that's that's kind of the cool thing uh that I think that keeps bringing myself back and I know for you back too, it's just hey, being able to share you know this next chapter as far as yeah. hey, how do we continue to keep this with you know life continue to happen yeah
0: and i mean and, and like you said i mean just being able to find out what you're capable of you know what what can i do you know and, and i think that this podcast is a perfect perfect example of it you know we we have the we have the resources to do it well, Hell, let's give it a shot
1: we've got one under our belt yes one podcast under our belt let's yeah. uh let's keep it going and you know who knows uh again you know those types of guests that we can have and um you know that'll help I know they'll inspire us, but then, you know, help inspire others out there that might be on, you know, that, that seat where it's, yeah, you know, I, I don't know, should I, or shouldn't I? And then you, then you just hear from like-minded people. It's like, you know yeah. what? Yeah, definitely do it. Cause if there's anything that this pandemic, I think has taught, uh, I'll, I'll say for me personally is don't take life for granted, you know, every single day, every single moment, do it. So yeah. we're going to talk to people that do it and live it. Like you mentioned, the physical therapists, the ones that started it on their own with the right mentors, the different athletes in the communities, the different entrepreneurs, um, and that's kind of like the cool thing that I'm looking for. So uh, we're on episode one, so yeah. let's do another one of these at episode 100 and see how you know, these guests have yeah, helped us yeah. along the way.
0: Absolutely. So let's uh, let's let's put a bow on this one. Let's wrap this one up. Uh, if you guys want to check us out on Instagram, we are at Two Dads Run. Uh, you can also email us if you like uh, gray G R E Y at two dads or Kevin K E V I N at two dads Uh We're also working on a, uh, a Facebook group that is out there, uh, Possibly a Strava group. If you want to look me up on Strava, I don't. Kevin, are you on there? Not, not yet. No, no. I'll let you know about okay. the uh, the run club. So yeah, soon. you can just uh, you can just search my name, Gray G R E Y Rogers, on Strava. Uh, if you want to, you know, kind of keep up with what's going on there, and uh, we'll keep you guys posted on YouTube channels and all that kind of stuff. You'll get to see our our ugly mugs as we're uh, doing these podcasts, and uh, we look forward to uh, to sharing some of uh, some of our passion for this sport with you. So please send us some feedback, let us know, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care of each other.